I lost you. You, you hear me? You hear me now? I hear you now. Hello? Yeah. You, oh my you gosh. started off real strong and then disappeared. <laughs> oh. Well, that's that's what happens when you're on a Zoom call, I suppose. And anybody listening to the show tonight will, will understand. So, um, <laughs> you know, if you've ever listened to a podcast, you know what you know what's going to happen on a Zoom call. So <laughs> anyway, here we are on the Saber Martial Arts Podcast, and we have something we haven't done in a while. It's been about a year since we've done this the last time, but it's it's always fun when we do it, and it's an audio companion to some video footage that we have. Um, I guess we could call this now part of the Captain Sparkies, but uh, this is the Phoenix Saber um, Rise of Phoenix is the name of your tournament. Rise of Phoenix mm-hmm. 2023, and of course, I'm joined with none other than my usual co-host and the president of Saber Martial Arts, as well as the guy who hosted this tournament and who hosts the Phoenix Saber Academy. Uh, go ahead, Sifu. Well, my name is Alan Venable. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, every once in a while, you'll see my head pop out of the lower left-hand corner of the screen like that toasty guy from Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> because uh, my two-year-old son was running around the ring as well. So every once in a while, I had to yank him back to me. Uh, you'll you'll see it in some of these. <laughs> so so that that brings up the next point, which is, um, since this is an audio companion to a video podcast tonight, um, what we're going to do is we're going to put the link for any videos we watch in the, I should say links, subject verb agreement in the, uh, in the show description as, uh, that way we're, I'm, I'm sorry, we're also going to put the link for the podcast for this episode in the video description uh, if we get a chance to go back and do that. Um, and that way, you can kind of sync it up as best you can. We've noticed that in the past when we try to sync video and audio, it, it can be too much of a chore, more of a chore than it's worth sometimes. That being said, um, I also kind of think it's like a fun way it's it's almost like you're watching the old boxing fights from back in the day where like the radio announcers were doing the announcing for the video, but not everybody had a TV. So you right. still had to have good radio quality. And hopefully right. tonight what we're going to bring you is good fight announcing like back in the day. He really got him with that right and then a left and then another <laughs> right. <laughs> Down goes Frazier. Right. Down so, goes Frazier. <laughs> uh, the, the cool thing about this is that I kind of thought of that already when I was editing the video. So uh, just to preface, every round of this tournament was a different rule set. So, uh, oh, yes. when, yeah, talk when a you're about that. Yeah. So when you're watching the video, it'll actually give you the rules before the fights actually happen. Now, I, I did my best to not just inundate you with the rules in between every fight. So it just says, you know, elimination bracket. And here we go to the next fight. So it, it, the, at the very beginning, I'll read them out to you guys, uh, too. So uh, those of you that are not watching the video and just probably just listening in your car or, or on your tractor, you know, on the farm or whatever, you can still understand what's going on. Is that a shout out to Ryan, me, or yes? <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, support our farmers. 
<laughs> yeah. And, and you know, uh, if you're a nerdy farmer out there listening to the Saber Martial Arts podcast, go ahead and send us an email. Uh, we're going to do an episode about tractors and sabers if we get enough interest. Um, that That is not, however, a dating app. Um, so I'm on YouTube. If I was on YouTube, Alan, and I was going to do this the old fashioned way, how would I search for the first video? Saber martial arts or Phoenix Saber. You can do all of those things. So rise of Phoenix 2023 is the easiest way. I put together a playlist of the super cuts. Now, what I tried to do with this uh, this tournament is I try to personalize it a little bit. So I also cut apart all the fights and sent the fights directly to the fighters so they can actually share just them if they wanted to. Uh, tonight, okay. we're going to be watching, watching the Supercut. So this is the public version, which is all the fights together. So it's kind of a, a, a one of the the benefits of membership is like you get a personalized video if you just want to show off yourself, not necessarily everybody else. That's sweet. Uh, By the way, I like to just point out that the first thing that came up when I hit rise of Phoenix autocomplete was a tenacious D music video. So just (laughs) all right. So I'm, I'm looking for the playlist now, Alan, I'm on my TV because I want to have the best quality tonight. So I see Rise of Phoenix, Minoc. I see Kessel Run. What's our first one tonight? You might have to find Saber Martial Arts Foundation uh, and find the channel to, to get the playlist. But the Kessel Run is the first one. The Kessel Run is going to be our um, bracket placement. So this is going to be the longest one, actually, because this has all, everybody in it. Okay. So let me let me go to Saber Martial Arts. And uh, if anybody is listening, which you should be, um, <laughs> try it this way. If especially if you're on like like I'm on Roku right now, I'm just looking through my apps uh, on YouTube, trying to get like I said the best picture quality. So if that's what you're doing, search Saber Martial Arts. But if you're looking for the playlist, um, definitely go to Saber Martial Arts because you might find some other. Uh, look at that Saber Martial Arts Foundation. Second option to pop up, Saber Martial Arts, first one to pop up. I love that. Um, now, just a heads up to everybody listening, we won't be the foundation forever in a day. That name will be slightly changing, but the Saber Martial Arts will always be there. So always keep that in mind for, for what you're looking for. Let's see. Created playlists. Ooh, look at that, Alan. Rise of Phoenix, 2023, five videos. Okay, so we're doing which one first, you said? The very first one is the Kessel Run. Kessel Run. So if you have Run. the playlist, it's in order in the playlist. Okay, so that's what we're doing. All right, so I'm paused up. We got a good graphic going here. Um, one second on the dial. I'm going to keep it paused for just a second. Uh, Alan, anything you want to tell anybody? Just like how many, how many um, fighters overall, yada, yada. Sure. So what we did was we did uh, a 16 fighter bracket uh, and we had about 20 people uh, pre-registered and four of them fell through. So we had, uh, I'm sorry, five of them fell through. 
So uh, we ended up with 15 fighters. So you'll be watching 15 different uh, people uh, go through the bracket placement system. Uh, that means that in the next round, somebody has a buy. And the way the brackets go is whoever scores the highest gets the buy. So they okay. get so so if you did really good, you get rewarded. Okay. All right. So the name of this video, Rise of Phoenix 2023 Kessel Run Bracket Placement Supercut. And just so that any mice listening hear very clearly with their big animated ears, we are not making any sort of money off of the term Kessel, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know if it's spelled right. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's spelled uh, perfectly, and we'll just leave it at that. Ready? All right. <laughs> Three, yep. two, one, play. Awesome. And I'm going to turn the volume on my TV down just a bit. So you'll see the brand new 2023 Invitational logo there. Mm-hmm. And here Beautiful. is the bracket placement. So fighters are separated into groups to participate in multiple matches to determine the elimination bracket. The two-minute time trial for each fighter is actually three minutes. Uh, each fighter takes a turn designated as a nerf herder. All other fighters form a line to fight the nerf herder. The nerf herder fights a series of 1v1 sudden death matches. The first fighter to score wins the match. Halt and next fighter is called by the judge after each point scored until the round timer expires. Simultaneous hits are points against the nerf herder, and each fighter is ranked by their cumulative points scored minus their points against to form the tournament bracket. So actually getting hit matters. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. It's a pretty simple rule set, honestly, but um, keeps things moving, right? Almost like a king of the hill rule set. So first up, we had Ryan McKenna. He flew all the way up from Virginia uh, to yep. come play with us uh, that Saturday. One of our Saberlight Knights friends. Yes, from Saberlight Knights. You'll see that uh, there's everybody separated in groups of five. So these are the first five fighters. And again, the the uh, text says a two-minute time trial. Uh, Nick said three minutes. So I said, okay, let's do three minutes. So <laughs> Nick Richardson, you see there, uh, the, the Emperor Penguin is the uh, head judge for, for this. And you can see that he's, uh, he's just calling what he sees. This is the first fight of the day. So it's you'll, very fast, it. obviously, yep. because it, it's first supposed hit. to yep. be. Correct. Yeah. First hit. That's basically the, the key. Um, and again, if Ryan gets hit, a point is taken away from him. Uh, if he hits them, they, they get, he gains a point. If, uh, uh, if they hit him, or if Nick calls for the uh, opposing fighters, then he gets points taken away. Um, okay. So you can see there's there's a a bunch of people there, um, on the screen or at least on my screen right now. There's uh people from the Verado Fencing Club, people from San Diego Sabers. Uh, we got somebody from the Phoenix uh, Society for Historical Swordsmanship. Um, nice. And of course, you know we have we have four fighters there, uh, and they're trying trying their best to just 
keep Ryan honest. <laughs> and that is uh, Jonathan there from San Diego Sabres coming in. Uh, and right now, it's just, again, this is a warm-up for the fighters, for them to, to get going, get moving. This would be um, considered a pool fight. And there is a saber drop, <laughs> which usually uh, we would take away points for a saber drop. I was going to say, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't <laughs> see any points deducted. Um, yeah, we should, we should point out this is taking place at the Phoenix Society of Historical Swordsmanship. Um, That's correct. A very respected HEMA school, historical European martial arts, but. Um, very, uh, at least in my experience, very um, respectful and accepting, obviously, of all mm -hmm. martial arts. Yep. They actually have a bunch of people. So Ryan scored 22 times, but uh, his points against were 12. So he scored a, a maximum of 10 there. Yep. Perfect. And this is James from, from Penguin. Uh, his fighting name is uh, Jimothy. <laughs> so... <laughs> So you'll see a lot of uh, fencing uh, movements, a lot of foil and FA uh, movements from James as he is next Padawan. I'm not sure if he's gotten his knighthood yet. That's a very. Uh, um, no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying that all penguins are. Um, Makashi purists, but mm -hmm. it is very, very um, characteristic of a penguin to fall in love with Makashi, and that's because that's Nick, right. Nick is a passionate and seasoned um, Makashi. I would say, I would say probably as close to like a Makashi masters we could have in such a young sport martial art. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, Dick has been doing fencing since what do he say, eight years old, nine years old? Yeah, like basically, you know, two days after his pacifier, right? <laughs> right, but yeah, <laughs> but you can see the influences in the way James moves, the way he holds his saber, mm -hmm. the uh, the, the advancing and retreating motions that he's using. Um, so you can see that there's a lot of uh, he's used to fighting fencers too. That's the other thing. Mm -hmm. If you watch his parries, um, his uh, his back foot is a little bit online, and I'm not mm -hmm. sure if he's if he's a little nervous or if it's if it's the mats, the shoes, whatever. I feel like I feel like his footwork is like maybe he's like a little uncomfortable. Maybe he's just shaking a little rust off. Yeah, again, this is but this he's is not doing badly. I just see the one, one foot. Yep, I just see the one foot narrowed behind, and you know, just like those old boxing announcers, we gotta we gotta call what we see. Um, but his blade work is is pretty on center, I should say. Yep. Well, like I said, you, you can see the 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 influences, right? He pretty much influence, keeps. Yep. Yeah, he keeps the strip. Ooh, that was sneaky, but I think he didn't get the point. Yeah, that was uh, Jonathan's point there. Um, okay. 
but yeah, you can see he 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 fights very linearly, uh, and is not uh, but is not um, he he doesn't care if he has to adjust. He keeps you right in front of him. You know what I mean? He he doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't mm-hmm. uh, lean. He he has a very good but but he scored seventeen but got scored upon eleven times. So his score max yeah. was six. Uh, and this is Victoria from Verado Fencing Club. Um, so Victoria is uh, one of their, I believe she's a senior. She might be a junior. I'm not sure. In high school. Gotcha. Um, and she is actually uh, there. They uh, they took a field trip out to see us. They live about an hour away from the school. Uh, oh, interesting. And- her teacher is the gentleman in the in the hat you see in the background, uh, nodding his head. Um, Spencer is one of the students of uh, Phoenix Saber Academy, and he has a high school uh, uh, fencing club. And he loves lightsabers, and his principal likes lightsabers, so they fight with lightsabers. Let me uh, let me find out which episode that was. He was on. The Saber Martial Arts Podcast. That was the episode where uh, that was last year's uh, mm-hmm. Rise of Phoenix, I believe. Or no, it was the San Diego Sabres tournament, the May the Fourth tournament, I believe. Right. Let me look at right. the. Um, he did go. He did go there. Then, yeah. Let me see which episode that was for anybody listening who would like to hear about. Um, a little bit about the uh, high school fencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's good people. Yeah, he he was good people. What? He, he is still good people. So, so you guys know he's good <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he is still. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. But you can see that uh, there is a, a level of movement that uh, they're used to. And to mm-hmm. the, the beauty of, of Saber Martial Arts is that you get to fight all different styles, right? All different sword styles, things like that. Right. And it's really the experience of going to tournaments to fight other people, to fight different sword styles that will kind of bring you out of um, kind of stagnation and kind of out of your own head. So when you see somebody, uh, like especially somebody as young as Victoria here, um, doing their thing, they will only get better. They're doing really good, um, and especially for their, their age and their, their movement, right? But again, they have done this far less than the guys that they are fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, who have... A, who have probably more uh, time and money to go into this. So she got scored upon a, a little bit more than uh, she actually scored. So she got a negative score. This is Jonathan Pena from San Diego Sabres. Now, uh, Jonathan is, is actually one of their main teachers for beginners now. Um, so you'll see a lot of Shicho uh, style movement because that's kind of where he lives at the moment. But you can see, nonetheless, it is actually very, very good. It's very uh, quick and precise. 
his strikes. He uh, he taught at least one, if not two, mm-hmm. um, hollow education classes for um, for our online, um, mm-hmm. which is on pause at the moment. But we have. Ooh, I'm so excited to to get that started again soon. Um, mm-hmm. He he taught form six classes for us, mm-hmm. and um, you know if if that means something to whoever's listening, um, being a teacher, it's it's kind of fun to uh, to get in on a class like that because that's traditionally considered the teacher's form, but obviously when when he's fighting, he uses it to great effect. And uh, there's always that joke, those who can't do teach and those who can't teach teach, uh, you know, mm-hmm. martial arts or gym or whatever. But, right. um, <laughs> but, you know, clearly he can both do and teach. And uh, it was a lot of fun. That was a fun class. We had a lot of people in it. Um, and Jonathan's a very natural teacher, even online, um, you know, in the height of pandemic when, it's hard to get people's attention in the room, let alone uh, across many thousand miles. And it, it was right. a lot of fun. Yeah, so you'll see he, he actually changed styles, right? Yeah, oh, he's he's already done it several times. Um, even just his grip switching between one-handed and two-handed, but then his stance mm-hmm. switching as well as... His hand switching. You know... <laughs> You can see there he did an upward slash before his downward slash. Totally different style than when he had one hand on it doing a circular movement into a stab. And just there, a little flick in motion. I don't know if our videos are a little bit off sync or not. Uh, doesn't <laughs> no, really matter. Good. Um, last episode that we did, one of these, Sparkives, was actually last January. And that was the one we had Spencer and Kenny from Phoenix Saber Academy. And we watched um, their fights from the um, what do you, from the San Diego Sabres tournament, and that is also available on YouTube. Um, and we did the exact same thing: no audio for no audio commentary on the video. We sent a link in the podcast and a link on the video. So um, I I have a lot of fun with it. I like to listen to fights and things in the car. I don't need to see what's going on. If you tell me he got jabbed, I know what it looks like. You know what I mean? So I feel fine without watching, but it is, it is really fun to throw both on. It's a lot of fun. Um, So anyway. Yeah, this is a Zach. This is Zach. Yeah, this is Zach Richards. He's a, um, one of the Phoenix Society's uh, students who actually crashes our our Phoenix Saber uh, classes every once in a while, and he's actually oh, cool. uh, more of a longsword fighter. Um, he's very he's very uh, tentative uh, when he fights with lightsaber because he's used to steel, and you can see that he's he's uh, his style is very much. Uh, uh, just long sword like and then he's he's starting to play a little bit so you can you can kind of see the uh the the way he starts to move after a while he's like oh okay oh this is this is what works okay so and again right. this is you know we 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 hear it all the time right there's there's no 
substitute for for experience, right? So he he this is his first saber uh, tournament. So now he's going in and I threw him in uh, in a pool of uh, some sharks here. So yep, yep. <laughs> but this is this is kind of him learning and trying to get get used to. It. Again, this is the first uh, the first fights that everybody's had all day. So. This Ooh, is everybody was, warming up. It's a fun exchange. Um, I I I see what you mean about a little a little tentative, but I do see a confidence in his upper body. Same thing mm-hmm. though as as I saw with Nick's student. The footwork is a little bit uh, of what I'm seeing is being tentative, and I know Nick is huge on footwork. I know he's going to iron that out, no problem. I also know Richard is huge on footwork. He's going to iron that out, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're huge on footwork. You're going to help him iron that out. No problem. It's just something for people watching and listening to really think about is if you're somebody who actually does pick up a saber and try and try and do a little martial arts with it um, or a well-seasoned martial artist, um, you got to keep your footwork in mind. It's something when I teach my striking classes, I always first thing we do is warm up footwork and head movement um and actually he just had some good head movement in one of those exchanges just dodged it you know it was a shot to his shoulder but it could have been a shot to right. his head so right so you, you can see it, it translates right mm-hmm. and this is uh dennis mr burke burke uh yep yep uh mr shicho himself dennis is uh, the the classic San Diego Sabres Shicho guy. Yep, yep. Dennis has been around the Sabres scene for a long time as well, right? Uh, yes. SoCal TSL for a long time. You got it. And good friends with our good friend, Kay Sakawe. Mm-hmm. I say this name all crappy again. Sakawe. <laughs> Sorry, uh... Sensei. <laughs> But yeah, so you can see this is a fresh group of fighters because uh, we put them in in pools of five. So each fighter gets to gets to come up with uh, you know uh, a little bit more. Uh, if there was something that I would uh, change for next uh, time, is I would make everybody fight together. So you'd have if you had a pool of fifteen, you'd have to fight fifteen other people. I think that would be much cool cooler keeps everybody together it's a longer fight too because um, yep at, at this point it's three minutes per fighter so with a pool of five it's 15 minutes for the pool um but if everybody went you know in order you know you'd be getting warmed up for about 45 minutes that would be awesome mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah you see again um okay go ahead no, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say you, you see the the different styles from each fighter in just yeah. watching this, you know. And again, this is a this is a continuous timed uh, experience. So the the clock is just ticking away. It's up to them to stand up, be ready. When Nick yells "fight," they just go. One thing I'm noticing when you when you mention the different styles of fighters is obviously I've seen Dennis fight well maybe not obvious to everybody listening but obviously to me and you I've seen Dennis fight a lot 
Um, probably one of the fighters from our our affiliates and our friends that I've seen the most, honestly. Um, and his thing, at least as far as I can tell, and the way that I really like to teach Shicho or Form 1 is um, kind of like you're holding a pointer for like a chalkboard, you know, mm-hmm. but with two hands and it's really right. deadly. Um, every, like every little motion he makes is is either a cut or a parry um, versus – and it's not a bad thing, but like the gentleman with the blue saber from the Phoenix Society, I noticed that he was using it a lot more like it, like it had edges and he was right. trying to align edges. Right. And that's not a bad thing. It's just a different style. Um, and I, I just noticed that that one little economic thing about Dennis, that's very similar to the way that I teach Shicho as well. Um, so I appreciated seeing that. But I do like mm-hmm. that the gentleman with the blue saber that I mentioned, he's about to pop up on my screen. Um, even when he holds it one hand or two hand, the fact that he's trying to align an edge, that shows an understanding of basic swordsmanship and martial arts practice. Yep, yep. That is Bo from the Verado Fencing Club as well. Is, okay, uh, okay. He is also uh, one of Spencer's students. You can okay. see he's, okay. he's used to rapier, right? Because he watches left hand. His his rapier hand is his his rapier hand is fighting, but his left hand's there to catch the blade if he needs to. Now, whether he did that on purpose or not, or <laughs> no, he you can tell he's he's like um, I didn't realize he was. He's obviously younger than right, so I didn't yes, realize sir. that. You can tell he's like he's like getting his bearings about him, but doing well. Correct. Uh, now, who's mm-hmm. who is wearing the black leather vest? So that is Aiden. He's another one of my students. Um, so both of these guys are are from the Phoenix Saber Academy. So, and these guys fight each other all the time. So you can see their exchanges because they they know each other's yep. uh, uh, combinations. Is that Marina? Yes, that is Marina. She uh, actually uh, she actually made one of our uh, uh, prizes, which was a battle cape for uh, for the winner. Of course, she did. Yeah, Marina, it was, it was awesome. I love you. You also suck. No, I, <laughs> I don't mean that. You're the you're the best. Uh, anybody new to the show? Anytime Marina is mentioned or on the show, um, <laughs> we have to give her some flack. <laughs> she would expect no less. She would expect no less. She would give no less. That's correct. Um, <laughs> actually, actually, Marina goes hard in the paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch watch her her set. She's awesome. Uh, and you can watch. You can see Logan here is uh, very much an in, in, uh, off angle fighter. Right, so you can see his, his strikes are quick and precise, but they are coming at you from a bunch of different angles. There's not very often where you see him use the same move twice in a row. You know that eighteen to fifteen only really scoring three points. 
that's misleading because he's actually fighting very well, and his right. fighting style is uh, almost Ataru esque in that like it's kind of high risk, high reward, and yep. you're probably exactly. going to get hit a lot. <laughs> yep. It's aggressive, but you know what? <laughs> if you get hit going in, you don't get the point. I mean, to still score 18 points is pretty good. Yeah. Also, it, part of part of this is is um, how quickly the other fighter gets in the ring, as you can see. Uh, Bo here agree. is doing a great job just holding the center, right? So his fight, his points are all coming in really quick because he did he doesn't go all the way back to his his uh, corner, which we allowed to happen. Um, you don't have to reset each time, but you also have to pace yourself. So. Uh, it's one of those things where if you if you do have a gas tank, though, you know this might be the way to go. But if the other person has uh, good blade work, as you saw there, um, then you might you might tire yourself out. You can definitely tell he's got like the energy of a jumping bean. Yep, yep. And uh, great. I I don't remember I don't remember ever having that much energy in my entire life. <laughs> Um, oh, sure. I'm envious. <laughs> he holds. He holds that line though. Yep. He, for better he, or for worse, he's holding the center right of of the ring, which is basically uh, you know where to go. He gives you just enough time to step in, and then <laughs> and then what he? I don't even think Nick said go yet. <laughs> he just jumps in. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the energy is is high. <laughs> um, holding the center, you know, um, that is part of scoring criteria for many martial arts, including professional MMA um, and boxing. Kickboxing is not necessarily just whether you can hold the center, but also if you're on the outside, what are you doing with being on the outside? Right? Are you making life miserable for the person who's holding the center, or are they holding the center? So right. it's um, it's a tactic either way, and uh, some people play one, some people play the other, some people are just like Dennis is really mm -hmm. good at playing the zone between, mm -hmm. you know, and covering the distance, um, which is a whole, you know, there's footwork, obviously, there's blade work, obviously, but just that traversing, covering distance, and the timing of covering that distance. Oh my gosh, you could study martial arts your whole life and never understand that. Yeah, not until you actually had to use it. But yeah, he scored twenty-two times. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> he got scored upon twenty-three though. That was the uh, <laughs> that was the caveat of holding the center. <laughs> yes, you are in Thermopylae Pass. <laughs> you are getting shot from all angles. Yeah, yeah. So oh, Aiden, Marina, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> Aiden here is uh, holding the corner instead of the uh, instead of the center, all right? So he's he's not really stepping back after, um, but he's just going going maybe a step, maybe two forward. He's not. He's not jumping all the way across like you saw uh, Logan do. Did you send him to the Robert Carter Chun <laughs> of Wakashi fencing? 
No, no, this is a, this is a result of uh, of just different body types and different uh, yeah different ways to feel your sword. He is adapting well. He's changing up well, but his his form two style in particular is very Robert, and I really appreciate it. And very Doug, you know the that sort almost ah, lazy is the wrong word, but uh, lying in wait. Pompous is the right word. <laughs> in the best way um very dooku pompous like I, and i like it i i want him i want him on my team his his fighting name as you saw was coiled mantis so he he's just lying in wait he's waiting for the prey to get to him before he shoots forward um as you can see he's uh he hit himself a couple times in the leg <laughs> because of just the way he's he's parrying yeah and again uh, Aiden's also used to fighting with steel uh, as well. So both he and Logan fight with uh, steel. They, they learn HEMA as well as the Chinese martial arts. Well, and that's an interesting point to bring up. Um, the way that saber fighting kind of occurs is a lot faster. The the parrying and and, you know, countering it doesn't really occur the same way as it does with steel because with steel the actual blades are going to be interacting for a longer period of time a lot of the time there are still those fast like twitch points and such but that's a lot that's a lot of saber fighting is that way because the weapon is in theory so dangerous from tip to tip um but three hundred sixty blade. Yeah, right. But it's still very useful to have that experience with a blade that interacts. Um, because honestly, even just like the polycarbonate blade, you're not going to get a whole lot of binding and widening, even if you try. But with the steel blades, they bite into each other. They they do slide with more friction than the polycarbonate. So it's really cool to get that interaction. And then when you have a well-seasoned polycarbonate blade, you can kind of get it to bind and wind the way you want to, at least for split-second intervals. And um, then you have yourself a really nice set of techniques you can use. Uh, so I think it was really fun to watch his style because you could tell he's used to that interaction lasting longer but he was able to make it work with the different weapon. Right. And, and that's, that is again, the difference too, right? The, there is no, um, lightsaber, uh, like binding really. If you, if you watch, not like in the movies, stuff, right? Yeah. Um, there, cause because of the polycarbonate blade, you'll also see that, um, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that you could see in steel, which is like, getting hit in uh, certain parts of the body would be okay are not our points in uh saber fighting it's not actually you know oh i was wearing this helmet which would stop your blade it's nope you got hit you're you're done <laughs> it's one hit one kill who's next well in grappling um depending on your saber fighting school like i i know when i taught in a martial arts school that was used to kickboxing i would allow um moderate grappling and 
striking, um, you know, with control. But sure. that's another thing. I mean, you can half sword, you can grab the opponent's gloves, and mm-hmm. a lot of times with a lightsaber, even if you can grapple, even if you're allowed to, man, you can't get that close. You're going to get yeah. cut to ribbons. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's a different dynamic in a, in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. But it's cool to see people adapt to that and still use techniques that they're used to. Yes. Marina's looking sharp lately. Let me yeah, tell you, she, she's, she's sharp. She's good. She, this is this is her after stance a little is bit perfect. A, uh-huh. This is after a little bit of a hiatus. She said too, so she's just yeah. I was going to say that's why I brought it up because I haven't seen her fight in a while, and she just looks like she's been practicing. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. She well done. she got back into it in order to uh, be a part of the tournament, uh, which I loved, and uh, she she did really well uh in in my eyes as far as like just showing up like hey you know what i haven't done this in a while but i can still whoop you sort of deal she's always fun <laughs> to fight with always yeah. fun to fight with yeah you can see like when all else fails uh and you watch a lot of these fighters when it gets toward that last 60 seconds last 30 seconds they always go back to the basics right there's not there, yep. there's nothing really uh too crazy, but there it is. And this is uh, Frenchie from Penguin Sabres versus uh, another. Uh, we tried to to get everybody uh, to fight different the different schools in here, so we have representation from a bunch of them. But sometimes we got to double up. Uh, like last time, we had two guys from the Phoenix Saber Academy. Here we have two people from Verado uh, Fencing Club. Um, so uh, and two people from Penguins. So you see Sloan there from uh, San Diego Sabres. Uh, there is, uh, I believe this is Jessica from Verado, and then Steve from Penguins. Um, and this is Jaden from, uh, oh, uh, this is Jaden from Verado Fencing Club as well, Fighting Frenchie. So there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of, adjustment that has to happen really quick especially in the first couple seconds of a fight because you haven't fought this person before and you don't know what kind of style they came from whatever type of school so this is actually the uh, the whole idea uh, of doing this is to one get warmed up and two kind of get the, the those last little bit of jitters out you know that oh man i i have to hit and get hit and i Something about that just makes the, the you know the fighter come out uh, of of somebody that says okay yeah I think I got this. <laughs> and you can see uh, we did we did uh, allow uh, flowing clothing you know uh, so Frenchie there is wearing some scarves uh, and it is up to the uh, discretion of the judge whether he actually got hit or his his uh, flowing clothes got hit. Um, it, it I know he lives in the condition. desert, uh-huh. but I don't know how the hell. I guess it, it. I guess it was January, but damn, all that clothing in in Phoenix. Yeah, it, it was sixty degrees Fahrenheit. So you know, uh, that sixty. Day. Okay, well, six zero. That's not so bad. <laughs> it was actually. I didn't colder. even know it got that damn low. Yeah, it was actually colder in Phoenix than it was where they he usually lived in Palm Desert. 
So you'll see, you'll start to see different, uh, uh, different styles and things, the way people conserve their energy and the way people uh, actually kind of move around uh, the ring, you know, as they get used to it. I put little, uh, little lights on the edges of the ring. Um, throughout these videos, you'll see some of them get kicked every once in a while because people forget they're there, but they are uh, still there to keep you uh, understanding which side of the ring you should stand on. Uh, one side is blue, the other side is red. <laughs> it's just how it goes. And um, I think, yeah, that was the three minutes. Here's Sloan. Yep, here's Sloan going through. He's uh, fighting Jaden there, who uh, is pretty much a, a Taru-esque uh, fighter. Um, you'll see uh, Sloan is uh, John Freeman's Padawan, who uh, has only just gotten better with time. Um, you'll see him uh, go through a lot of different uh, styles and a lot of different um, ways of fighting, uh, uh, different like uh, things. But mainly, you'll see him uh, go with this two-handed grip, which I, I'm not sure if that's what they're going for. But whenever he goes in, he sees an opening, he'll go to that one-handed, usually with his left hand. And again, this is I'm noticing all that. Bit. Yep. Yeah. You, you'll you'll see that um, again. This is the first couple of minutes. They're just kind of getting the rust out. We're just kind of go with a little bit of sheet show. <laughs> in the you know what's interesting about Sloan? Uh, I it, I'm just noticing this for the first time. I don't know if he's ever been like this before. If this is kind of something he's working on recently. He's a tall dude. Mm -hmm. I've met Sloan quite a few times, and he's a tall dude. He is going under for most of his targets more than over, which is yeah. not something you see from tall dudes very much. But you'll see a lot of but like scooping and um, thrusting below as well as cutting. Uh, you just saw it again, uh, cutting under the gloves. Very interesting for a dude of that height to get his hands that low and body that low without like tipping over or getting stabbed in the face more than everybody else. Right. Um, it's a very interesting tactic from, from, from Sloan right now. And I don't know, like I said, if I am just noticing that and he's always done that, um, but you know, it seems to work for the most part. Again, this is uh, this is a result of being being able to do this for a couple of years. You start to, yeah. Do, uh, number one, gain a couple of styles, but also uh, change it up as well. Well, Sloan um, is now about four years in, right? I so, believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So he, yeah, he's he's doing really good. He's getting in there. He's he's doing um, he's. He's doing well with the uh, uh, the strikes. This is our photographer. We love Paris, but he forgot that there was another camera in the room besides the one he was holding. <laughs> There's always somebody. <laughs> Every Sabre uh, tournament's got that person who yeah. walks in front of the camera. Yeah, it was funny because he was like, oh, I, I thought I was the only camera in the room. I was like, no, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
here we go. This is Steve Perez. He is also a tall man, as you can see. He's, uh, his head's not yeah, even I didn't realize tall. Steve was that tall. <laughs> uh, Steve was a lot of fun. He's been in our Hollow classes as well, and uh, he's a Penguins guy. Steve is, Steve is a cool guy. You can see, like, that distance that he can cover, right? He is also holding the center, but when he swings his saber, he's almost in the corner already, right? Mm-hmm. You can see there's a, <laughs> there is something to, to be said about reach in uh, the saber game. Now, he's got, he's got a sort of a form one, form two thing going on, but with a I don't know. It's almost like a, a form five sort of like uh, attitude. Like I, I, I'm, I'm sensing the Anakin Skywalker here. Like it's, <laughs> it's, I like it. It's a little bit aggressive, but not, um, not like reckless, like a form four might be perceived to be. It's very calculated, and um, I'm going to score on you first period. Yeah. So when you when you watch Steve fight um he is uh he fights in a bunch of different uh leagues and a bunch of different uh rule sets so he is actually really fast he has a long reach and he actually does know what he's doing so it it, it all of that put together is a is a decent um it is a decent thing there's there's Kenny moving Moving Paris again. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, Steve is uh, one of those guys that if you put all that together, right, it, it does make a formidable opponent if you don't know what you're yep. doing. Yep. So you have to, it, there's there's no way to outreach him if you're shorter, right? Um, if if he's, there's no way to really get in there. There's no way to get in there unless you're faster, as you can see. Uh, Jaden getting in there and unless your blade work is right on kind of like that um, you can see that it just goes quickly bad because you'll run right into uh, the tip of his sword <laughs> he's uh he's definitely got some natural athleticism um, coordination you know because that if, if you want like one thing that's gonna that's gonna help you with <laughs> Martial arts. A little bit of natural athleticism goes a long way. Right. I think Steve was the only one to actually make it um, two fifty exchanges as well. Okay. If you, if you saw his his points scored versus points against, it was twenty eight to twenty three. So he got scored on twenty three times, but he did score twenty eight times. But um, so part of this Kessel run is. Kind of interesting because you have people that that score in the teens, right, and they get scored upon in the teens, but they'll they'll actually have the same uh, score as somebody that's you know in in the the high twenties uh, in exchanges or the uh, is scored against and scored upon. So very interesting to to see like the different uh, mentality. Also, in the fighters, as you can see, Jessica there is is still trying to get um, a little not aggressive is not the right word, but to to be more confident in her her strikes because it, 
small movements kind of blocked her strikes, as you saw uh, Sloan uh, dealing with her with some uh, just basic shicho, but also getting used to uh, fighting different styles and different uh, uh, different size people. It, it's it's a whole thing, right? There's a whole mentality behind it. This is her first uh, tournament as well, um, as far as going up against like. Let's, I mean, let's talk about going up against complete strangers, you know, and guys that are like a foot taller than you. How awesome is that to be able to just stand there with a sword in your hand against them? <laughs> right. Absolutely. So yeah, you can see there is a uh, a growing sense of confidence, uh, a growing determination. Uh, as she's like, okay, that didn't work. So let me try this. Okay, that didn't work. Let me try this instead. Okay, I need to get used to my distance. I'm still, it, it, you can see she's still very much calling, you know, when she gets hit. So she can understand, okay, I got hit in the hand a lot. So I'm going to move my hand now. Right. I'm going to move it right. a little bit more. Okay, so last time I fought with this guy, you know, uh, uh, with Sloan, you saw there, there was still an exchange, but she still, she was like, okay, maybe I don't do the same thing again because that didn't work out. <laughs> All right. So every every single exchange is is like a is like a riddle that needs to be solved, right? And some people are have more tools to solve that riddle, and some people need to figure out like, okay, what will work? You know, what what is it that I need? To, to boom. Yeah, not not the greatest points against deficit there, but but right. every like you said, every exchange was a learning experience. It was very clear. And something that I want to jump off of that was um in this type of situation, it is good to get some of the tournament jitters out because if you're just forced into like an elimination bracket or a standard pool where now you have to get more points than the other person, like 10, 10 to eight or 10 to seven or whatever. Like it just, I don't know. The pressure is different. It feels a little bit more um, like you can't, you can't warm up, you know? Right. And with this, it's like, it, you're not even, you don't even know really who scored what until like everything's done. Correct. Um it gives you a chance to sort of practice how you would normally fight in practice anyway. And right. then by the time you get to elimination brackets where it's about scoring more than the other person, you actually are, are fighting like you're used to fighting, not just fighting right. for the test. Right. So in the original planning of this uh, bracket, it was two minutes. And uh, for some reason that, that day, uh, Nick, said three minutes and I was convinced that I wrote down three minutes instead of two minutes for, for the thing. So you're actually getting a lot more fighting than uh, what was advertised in the, uh, in the brochure on this one, but you can kind of see like, okay, this is, this is showing you almost like the, the mentality of the fighters as they go in and kind of seeing like, okay, the, the way I'm going to move, the way I'm going to hit, you know, my, my four opponents, you know, there's, there is a, uh, not just a warm up, right. But also like a, uh, 
an idea of the fighters watching the other fighters and going, oh, I don't know how I'm going to deal with that. Oh, let me see what I would, what would I do if this guy jumped in the air or, you know, did the splits and, and tried to uh, strike me from the bottom? Hmm. So it's a whole deal that has happened. So when you're watching, it's not just watching the fighter that you're fighting, but also the other fight to see, okay, this, this guy might be a hand sniper. Okay, this guy might might be the guy that, you know, is really good at blocking the low gate. So I've got a strike here. Okay, this guy, uh, when he steps back with his left, he he has a little bit of a tell about what he's going to do next. You know, and uh, I say guy, it doesn't matter. This fighter, you know, uh, will, will be, you know, doing certain things. See, like, there, Jaden knew how long these reach was so that's all the fifth uh, of the 15 fighters for the kessel run so there's kessel run yep and uh i like I like your credits here very nice very very nice we'll let the credits roll out while uh yeah so you'll see there's there's a lot of uh thought going behind you know just the pool you're not just kind of throwing them away uh and just so everybody knows dennis scored the highest uh not the most points uh scored but the 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 points that were kept because of the the things that were taken away yeah, mine just rolled into the next next one so i'm gonna pause yeah i was gonna say i'm gonna pause this and alan what we'll probably do is uh we'll say uh, we'll do a little wrap up on this one mm -hmm. so there was uh the kessel run um and and that was like that was like saying a little, a little intro to all the fighters it was pretty cool um and then in the next um recording the next one is going to be the rancor division Correct. supercut so Make sure you uh, keep your eyes and ears peeled for that second video and audio file. And um, thank you for listening to this one. Of course, go to SaverMartialArts.life. You just saw it on the screen if you're watching. And uh, check us out. Send us a message. Get involved. Grab a saver. And uh, bring your own saver.